I mean, maybe... This story is making my dick soft. Dude. Like, <laughs> Were you hard before? Dude, I was for a second. Casual, as always, your host, um, the ever casual Jason Finch Freeman, myself, and the corner Mike Jackson. In your corner, as always, baby. What's yeah, you, up? You can call him Dick. Don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Dick for short. <laughs> Michael Dick. So I want to start this podcast. It's been two weeks since we've been able to record. Yeah. Um, I just want to start this podcast by just let let's just fucking drag the producer of the show because that guy fucking sucks. And that guy is me. <laughs> fucking dork. Yeah, dude. No, for real though. Um, I fucking we recorded the podcast or an episode like two weeks ago, and I just put it out yesterday. I think. Yeah. The day before. I can't. And remember. to be fair, you had things going on. I so. did, but I did have time to to edit it and put it up. I did. Um, I did start last week. Put put my son in wrestling, and then I went down to Texas with my fucking sister, but. At the same time, I had plenty of time in between both of those things to fucking edit, put it up. It was only a fucking 38-minute episode, so... Man, fire the producer, man. What are you gonna do? A hundred percent, dude. Anyway, so, how was Texas, bro? Did you have fun? Texas was a shit, but before we talk about Texas, I want to talk about uh, putting my five-year-old... He's now five. His birthday yeah. was last week. Um, put my five-year-old in, in wrestling, man, and... It was cool to watch because I was kind of worried that he wasn't going to like it or um, maybe he wasn't going to listen to instruction very well because sometimes he's got a very hard head and he doesn't listen to me very well. But salute, let's take a drink here. We're drinking. It's a good night tonight. So. Cheers to Riley starting wrestling. So, yeah, dude. I'm so pumped for it. I'm so ready. A lot more expensive than what you said you paid here where you live, but... Uh, I'm gonna deal with it. I already paid the dues. I'm, I'm I'm in a bit of a smaller area than you are, so oh, given the circumstances, I mean, my town's pretty small too. I think you but guys hey, play just, each other. Just to have him in the fucking exactly. you know in the room, it's worth it. Dude. I wanted to start as early as I could. This is my first opportunity to get him in. Just let him get a taste, you know. Exactly. I wanted to get him a taste, and he seemed to like it. I mean, we've only went to one practice. We missed the first one because I was coming back from Texas, but. Um, the first practice, he was running laps around the big kids during the, the, the running exercises and shit. So he enjoys that part of it. That reminds me, I might have some wrestling shoes that fit him too. Dude, that would be fucking dope. I'm pretty sure I got some old ones of Makai's that you can take. I didn't even think about wrestling shoes until we hit the mat and I see the bigger kids are putting on their wrestling shoes. I'm like, shit, I gotta get wrestling shoes that he's going to grow out of. Dude, listen, just. If I was you, I wouldn't even uh, make him compete this year. Uh, just make him be in the room and practice and, and just get, get a feel of kind of like what it's like to, you know, be in the room and take instruction and, you know, just learn a little bit and then put him next year when he starts and then start bleeding him into tournaments a little bit. Because Are you sure, though? Because I feel like I need to start getting him used to losing well, now. You could do I mean you could do it now or this is this is the downfall of that because what I did Mackay started wrestling when he was 4. Okay, so the first time in the room, you know, obviously the kids you can't even do complete sentences yet, but 
I put him in a tournament real early. He got starched. But, you know, no problem. Whatever. It's expected. The next year, he has a decent season. And then the year after that, which is supposed to be his last year as being a novice, we were going to go to a national tournament. And uh, we went to the national tournament. Makai fucking cut, I think, six pounds. Mm -hmm. And for a fucking seven-year-old, that's a lot. You know? He cut the weight, made the weight to weigh in at Tulsa Nationals, and then he got protested by another team because technically he wasn't allowed to wrestle novice because of the one tournament that he wrestled when he was four. So, because you can only be a novice for two years. So, at when he was four, when he wrestled that one match, it counted as a full year of being a novice. So, it basically booted him from all national tournaments, and he lost the opportunity to compete at Tulsa Novice Nationals because of that. Okay, so one question was... Um, whenever he was four years old and you put him in, was he in pre-K at that time? Yeah. Okay. Well, kindergarten. Okay. We held him back in kindergarten. Okay. So Riley's in pre-K right now. Um, I don't know when they actually start or when they move up from novice, like what age group? You get two years at novice is competing wise. So like he can be in the room for forever, but once he starts competing, that kind of starts the clock on his like novice competition. Okay. He can compete at novice for two years unless he goes into novice his first year and wins state. If he wins state his first year, he has to bump up to open where he's going to wrestle with the kids who are a little bit, you know, they're skilled. Okay. To be honest with you, at his age, there's really not a whole lot of difference between novice and open. Okay. Because, I mean, how good really is a fucking five-year-old wrestler? Like, I mean, he's not going to... You're not. You're gonna run into some kids who are just naturals, who are really good, and they're just aggressive naturally and shit. But skill wise, at, at four or five, six years old, there's not a big difference between novice and open wrestler. You know. Right. Which I, I, that kind of makes sense. The only thing that I'm thinking is, is I just paid a hundred and fifty dollars, and that includes his entry into the tournaments at the end of the year, I guess, or at the end of the season. Or there's two tournaments that. Uh, my registration fee like pays for so basically your registration fee paid for the tournaments that they're going to host okay so like when I don't want to say the name of the school but when when that school hosts a tournament and they're going to do all their shit there his entry fee will be paid for which is kind of bullshit because if you're hosting it your kids should wrestle free anyway so I agree and 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 there's no way that your your whole fee covered all tournaments because it's like Fifteen twenty five dollars a tournament every weekend. So, I mean, you got to pay that up front. You don't just you don't just get to pay that ahead of time. Okay. And unless they enter all their kids as a whole into each tournament and they kind of cover the cost, which I doubt. So I don't know. If I was you, take it from me. I I don't have a lot of experience in this field, but I have had one kid. You know, he's been wrestling for five years, and if I was you, I would let him practice this year and just practice. Okay. And I mean, I don't maybe with that listen. Idea. Maybe if if you see him in the room and he's really starting to excel, and you can talk to his coaches, be like, "Hey, what do y'all think about maybe me having him compete?" Get a, get a different opinion because I'm no pro. Like right. I'm I'm fucking. I learn, I learn in wrestling room with my nine year old. You know what I mean? I learn right. with him. That's what I'm doing right now. It's like I don't know right. nothing about wrestling. I'm learning as I'm watching him. From my experience, though, I would let him sit out a year. But also, you're gonna run into a lot of really good men when it comes to wrestling and shit. Because I haven't seen a whole lot of wrestlers that were just bad men. Like right. wrestling, kind of creates good men with good qualities and shit. 
and they'll let you know straight up if your boy's ready to go compete or not. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and like that was kind of what I was talking about with his coach. He was like, you know, we'll, we'll we can talk about what tournaments you want to do because he's like, you don't have to wrestle in every tournament. So uh, I think maybe he might have had the same idea that you're you're leaning towards is like kind of, kind of just let him get in the room and figure it out. Yeah. Maybe start res- uh, competing next year. So. I got a friend, man, and he's got a son who's not competing in anything, and he's telling me, you know, I, I'm tired of being on the video games all the time and shit, and I'm like, look, man, put him in the fucking wrestling room. Right. And he's telling me, well, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm like, well, look, if he wants to do it, I'll come pick his ass up, and I'll take him to the room myself. Is he in the same school district? Um, Close. Okay. But Cl- Close enough to where you would make Well, he kind of, and also he made a comment, a friend of mine, he's like, well, he wants to play soccer, and I don't like that, blah, blah. I'm like, no. If he wants to play soccer, let the boy play soccer. Yeah, you know no, that I mean? that's the other other sport that I'm thinking about getting Riley into because he likes running. Listen, man, if they want to do any kind of organized activity where they're part of a team and being coached by somebody other than dad and mom, like that, 100% I'm behind that, dude. Kids right. need organized activity. Like when I was a kid growing up, dude, I had fucking very little structure my parents let me do basically whatever i want and looking back on it now in hindsight i realized that i crave structure right so that's why i like i went towards football and i went towards like athletics and shit like that because like i needed fucking like i don't know structure like you need somebody telling you what to do too yeah when i'm doing good when i'm doing bad fucking what i need to work on like that shit is great for kids it's invaluable you yeah know? no i agree because i kind of grew up the same way you did which Shout out to my mom. She was a good mom. She always made sure I was taken care of. But I, she agreed. Agreed. I'm not. I'm not trying to take a dig at my parents or anything. Right, they no. did their best. But like as far as sports and shit, they were more worried about fucking making the ends meet than right. than my extracurricular activities. I, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have my ends met and my kids can have the extras. You know. So when does the actual wrestling season start, though? Well. um practices and start started early yeah. october yeah. you know so they're practicing right now um my boy hasn't been in the wrestling room yet because we're finishing out football season right but we're actually Which, we're getting in the wrestling room this this coming up monday and he's actually going to leave football practice and go to wrestling practice so he's gonna have to double up yeah that's what the coach uh at our school was saying he was like hey this is not the amount of kids that are going to be in the program he's like some of that's the kids normal. are in the in football that's, so. that's normal like as yeah. far as wrestling goes that's normal especially at this age because all the kids are doing everything right you know, in high school and shit like when it not all high school football players wrestler wrestle right. you know so like in high school when they've kind of singled out what they're going to do it's different you right. know like they got their wrestlers and they got their football players See, and, and blah, speaking blah, blah. of football though with with Riley, Riley being so small, like I kind of want to avoid football because I don't want him taking a bunch of hits. Well, so that's why I was leaning more towards the wrestling, which I know he's gonna <coughs> he can get slammed on his fucking head. But, uh, <coughs> I was thinking wrestling and, and so soccer. What what I would suggest if and, and this was different for me because simply how my kids built and I know right. how and I know how he is right. And you know what I mean? He can handle the punishment. He's never been hurt in a game. He's never cried. He never. But also, you, you guys got to understand, I have a 125 pound nine year old. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's different. But what I would suggest, if I had a kid who was like your boy, who's smaller in stature and shit, right. flag football. Make him play flag football, learn the fundamentals, learn how to catch, learn how to run, learn how to block, learn how to do all that shit. And then 
let him know, like, hey, man, is this something that you like doing? Okay, yeah. and then slowly introduce him, like, and then if it is something that he's interested in doing, make him come watch my boy play a game. Let him see what it's like when they put the pads on and they hit and shit and be like, is this something you'd still like to do? Right. And if it is, then pursue it. If not, then fucking forget about it, man. Let just let him do whatever he wants to do and just let him be coached. It, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. Is, exactly. Is getting getting him to understand how to be coached. Because it's not it, it, it's not always dad, dude. There's there's gonna be men in your son's life, just like in my son's life, that are gonna influence him either for the better or for the worse. Right. But they need they need these influences from other good men right. to become a good man themselves. And like I'm fortunate, dude, and I, I, I think that the the people that coach Mackay and the people that are around him are all genuinely good men. Right. And they're there because for all the right reasons. And they all love him. And and I'm thrilled with that because he takes instruction from these men and he respects them. Right. And that's a big deal because it'll go a long way as he turns into a man. He'll be able to respect and, you know, work hard for people. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I I was think I was thinking worst case scenario for the first practice. So like on the way up there, you know, Riley knows he's going to wrestling practice and stuff and I told him, I was like, Look, I'm gonna be there once we get in the wrestling room. I'm not the boss. I was like, Dad has no authority in that room. I was like, Your coach has authority over your dad. I was like you can't come crying to me expecting me to save you because I'm not going to save you. So right. I'm glad you brought that up because I when, tried to instill that like before we got there. Like When Makai was about Riley's age, I, I kind of pounded in his head that like when you when they have coach, like when they're coach, that's the man right there. It's yes, sir, no, sir. And fucking when he says jump, you say how high. Right. When he says fucking run, you say how fast. Like, I mean, it's basically like that motherfucker, his word is gold. Exactly. Yeah. And That's exactly, basically what I did with Riley. I was like, look, I have no power in the wrestling room. Listen, dude. And if you, if he learns that fucking when coach says this and he says, yes, sir. And, and he goes to work, even if he's not doing what coach is asking, if he's trying, if he's putting effort in, if it's something he's physically incapable of doing or technically just doesn't know how to do and coach wants him to do it and he tries right. and he tries and he tries, coaches love that. Yeah. All coaches want is effort. Like literally, the 99% of coaches, like their biggest thing is effort. I want you to try. If you can't do it, I want you to try. Don't ever tell me you can't and quit. Tell me I'm going to try. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, I tend to agree with you, which I've never been – on a team really i've never been part of a sport i played basketball in like seventh grade for half a season and the coach kicked me off the team because i sucked Dude. and i had a bad attitude i don't I, blame him for that <laughs> i played football when i was a kid man and i wrestled for just the shortest period but like i never had like great coaches or anything and like my athletic ability like i was a lot like makai like i was an athletic big kid Right. But I had no fucking guidance. I had nobody to help me. Like, I had nobody, like, nobody in my family ever played sports or did anything. Did you also, like, have an issue with authority? A hundred percent. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. It's like, whenever... I got in trouble a lot, dude. Yeah, me I mean, too. And whenever an authority figure was, like, getting on me or trying, trying well, to coach me, I would... Well, to be fair, and this is the similarities between our problems with authority, is you lost your dad early. Yeah. I did too. Not permanently, but my dad was in prison. Most of these times when I was playing sports and shit. I think this is the first time you mentioned this on the show. So. Right. So, like, I mean, a lot of my problems, like, as a kid, like, my fucking, you know, I I didn't want to listen to nobody because it was almost like, and, and looking back, 
at it, and, you know, it may have been the fact that it's, you know, it's like my dad's not there. I kind of felt like I didn't need to listen to nobody. It was like, fuck you, fuck everybody. Like, so. I tend to feel the same way. And, and I got in a lot of trouble for it. And it was, you know, it just was never good for me. I made a lot of bad decisions that I had to learn the hard way from, you know. Yeah. But, but now. But it made us the men that we are today because we exactly. realized, like, you can't navigate the world with that attitude yeah dude you can't like in growing up i felt like i could fight everybody like i felt like i could just fight my way through it and fucking you know i was just gonna fucking claw my way through the world and fucking nobody could stop me and i was just gonna i was just gonna fight 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 well as a young man you start to realize that like you can fight but as you get older you realize it's like you need to fight in a different way like it's not about your words or your, your fist or anything you need to use your brain you need to fight like a smart man because if you fight like a fucking barbarian, you always you always lose. Like, no matter what happens. You can win the fight, but you lose in the long run. So no, you, you might be right. I don't know from personal experience because I never knew how to fight growing up. And I was always the scared kid. But I would fight with my mouth. I always had a yeah. loud mouth. And I was sarcastic. And I would talk back. And I would be disrespectful. Right. That was how I fought. And a lot, of that, a lot of that stems from not having a fucking positive male figure in your life. To be like, hey, stupid. You're fucking being disrespectful. You look like a fool. People, right. you know what I mean? And that's the benefit that our boys have. You know what I mean? They have dad to line them up. And like... For me, just in my circumstance, you know, I wasn't great at sports, but I was pretty good. But I played all the positions Makai played, and and I loved it. Like, I was passionate about it. Right. So, I took what I knew, you know, and now I'm passing all the little shit I know to my son on top of fucking, you know, the hard-ass lessons that I had to learn myself. So, he doesn't have to learn those fucked-up lessons, you know. He's getting the and benefit. And learn them the hard way like we right. did. He's getting the benefit of me having to do all the fucking hard shit first, you Man, know. Man, they're so lucky, dude. They don't realize it. They'll hopefully, whenever they grow up, and like with, they'll realize. But. With wrestling and shit, dude, don't worry about not knowing something to teach your boy, dude. Like, watch. Yeah, no, that, that's Watch. exactly what I'm doing. When your coach, when your coach is like working moves in the wrestling room and shit, and just like the shit I showed you earlier, right. dude, the the very basic stand up from mm-hmm. referee's position, like that's that's what they start with. So those little bitty basics and shit, that's you learn with them. When dude. the coaches teach a move, learn how to teach him that move and go work on it at home. That's exactly what I did though, because I went into this not knowing shit. Like I'm right. a super casual <laughs> MMA fan, and I've never really been a fan of wrestling, I guess, because like that's a hard sport to like. Listen, it's hard to understand, of. dude. And right? You, like exactly. when you just come out of it fucking with no knowledge, you're like you don't understand how they score it. You don't understand. Like there's a lot to understand. But the know? coach made a mistake because Riley likes to be funny. He likes he 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 understands whenever like people laugh, like that that's a reaction that he's looking for, and so he was teaching them the wrestling stance just very basic first day of fucking practice like let me see your wrestling stance and Riley was kind of having issues with it at first the coach was trying to show him and then like he, he let them all go and then he was like show me your wrestling stance and they all got down in their wrestling stance and Riley popped out with some like fucking crazy ass like karate stance is the only thing I can say about it this is like a karate stance and the coach laughed and so Riley automatically tuned in. He's like, oh, I made the coach laugh. Well, like, this is what I need to do. So he kept doing it for the rest of the practice. Right. 
But understand this too, dude. The coach in there is doing this because he enjoys wrestling. Right. And he no. enjoys kids. Exactly. So there's going to be moments, dude, where he, he just can't, you know what I mean? Right. He's going to see young boys who are just learning. He, he probably saw something like that and reminded him of when yeah. he was a kid or when his cousin was a kid or whatever. Well, I'm not saying anything they'll, bad about the coach because take I think it the out coach is good. They'll take it But out. whenever we got home and I was like, Riley, show me your wrestling stance. He popped out the karate stance. I was like, absolutely not. I didn't laugh and I just kind of got stern with him. I was like, this is how you do it. And I was like, bend your right. knees, fucking put your hands up here. And he was wanting to like put his hands like in a claw position. Like he was about to claw somebody's eyes out. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. Put your hands like this because you're wanting to grab either a head or a leg. I was like, one of the two. That's what you're looking for. A head or a leg. Either pull her fucking head down, grab their fucking leg, either way. And then and then once I kind of like put that in him, and I've been all week, I'm like, show me wrestling stance. Show me wrestling he- stance. Head, hands, and hips. Okay. You that's can grab you, hands? That's how you defend a takedown. So you defend with the head first, then you defend the hands, and then you defend the hips. I knew you could like grab hands to like pull them off of you, but can you grab them like shooting in or whatever? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so like the I'll I'll go over some like basics with you and shit, but his coaches will work with you. Like right. basically like you no know, he's not gonna worry about head, hands and hips right now. He's so so yeah, exactly. Green, you know, but as you get older, he will. Right. But like, the, the, one of the things he will get caught for, and all young wrestlers get caught for, is locked hands. Like, when you're on... Oh, they t- can't lock? They can't lock their hands when they're on the on the ground. So, like, when they're on the ground, they can't lock hands like this. Can okay. they, like, grab their hand, maybe? Is If they're standing up. Like, as they're coming up, they can grab their wrists. They can grab so, their hands. they're on the ground, how do they... Like, so if they're in referee's position, like we showed you here, right. like, they can't, like, fucking... Like, they can do a tight waist or whatever, but they can't lock their hands. If they grab their hands right there and, like, just try to hold on to a kid, the referee will fucking do this right here, mm-hmm. and they'll let them finish out the sequence, and then they'll stop it, and they'll give a point to the other kid. Okay. That's good to know, because... I watch so much jujitsu and MMA, like, I'm always like, lock your fucking well, hands. So. Well, dude, if you want, we'll sit down and watch some wrestling matches, dude, and I'll, like, try to explain. You dude, know, I'm down for it because I'm, I'm learning as he's learning, too, so. And the rules are a little bit different for, like, you know, little kid wrestlers as far as, like, collegiate and shit. There's, like, subtle differences right. and shit. Well, we can get off this subject, dude. I'm super excited about Riley no, being proud, in wrestling. Proud dad moment, dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. For sure. and, and you and Makai have inspired me to kind of, like, push him into this. And it's, Listen, that's all we got, dude. All we got's our kids, bro. No, like, absolutely. We don't have fucking, our, our time to do anything special is fucking came and went, you no, know? Right. And my yeah. thing, my biggest thing about getting Riley into wrestling is I don't want him being a scared kid. I want him to be confident enough that if something goes down, he knows at least how to protect himself, you know? And, and, and that's one thing wrestling will give him is confidence. Exactly. You know that's what I mean? And that's what Mikai is fucking, he exudes confidence because he's... He knows he's a bad boy. You right. know what I mean? Like, he knows... Like, like he, he doesn't have he, to talk shit. He doesn't dude. talk shit. He doesn't have to because, like, he knows, like, if shit goes sideways, kids... Like, he'll double-legged kid through the fucking ground. Like, and he's a big boy. Like... Yeah, he can do it easily. That's, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, fucking... He's... He exudes confidence, I don't dude. think we talked about it, but one of the last times that we hung out, dude, <laughs> I wrestled that kid in the yard for fucking 45 minutes, and he was still fresh, and I was about to die. He's nine years old, you guys. Yeah, I was about to die, for real. Like, I'm so, like, out of shape, dude. He's mad at me because I didn't fucking pay him. I was like, bro, I wanted a single leg. He's like, but I fucking stuck him. I'm like, dude, no. 
Like, I wanted a single leg. I don't care you won in the scramble. I wanted a single leg. I told him I'd pay him, too. So, yeah, he was he was real salty that night. But, <coughs> like, for for him wrestling a grown-ass man, and I'm not a big man or anything, like, he fucking... If he would have kept going for a little bit longer, dude, I'd have tapped out just because I was exhausted. And I, and I just got to keep feeding his ego, too. I'm, I'm building a monster here. And that's what you I was what trying mean? to do. Anytime I'm messing with him like yeah, that, I'm, dude, I, I want know. him to be like, hey, dude. I know, bro. You can fucking like, beat a grown-ass man. He thinks that he's just in there working you. I know, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know you're kind of giving him the fucking preferential treatment, you know. But Absolutely. But ex- I wanted him to work for that single leg. It's expected, dude. Like, wanted you know, him to work for it. In he's his just, mind, he's the shit, though. No, he absolutely is, though, so I'm glad he thinks that. Yeah, fucking big but, poppy. He's, he wears a chain now, dude. So we went to go meet his... Uh, big he, he, got, he got picked up by a, an all-star team for football. He's got He's gotten recognized this season for his efforts. Because he's uh, a fucking thug on the field. Dude, he really is, bro. He's a... He, he's gotten recognized by an all-star squad. Why don't you tell him about the game today? Uh, well, I mean, we played we played some kids from, I don't know if y'all know Northside Tulsa, but Northside Tulsa is like, it's, it's fucking... It's full of athletes. Full of athletes. <laughs> Let's just say that, thug town. And this, this particular group of boys are not very disciplined, and I want to put that on their coaches because they got a bunch of good athletes, but they're not getting coached up right. They're... They, they're just undisciplined. Anyway, man, they're trying to fight kids on the field, man. They didn't realize that my kid's a thug too, bro. He, straight, he was putting big boys on their back and then standing over them while they're, like, swatting at him, trying to punch and shit. And fucking, like, it was it was ugly, dude. We, we ended up losing the game 7 to nothing, but to a fucking top 10 team in the state, dude, the way the boys fought, I was proud. Dude, I'm, I'm, I wish I would have fucking been to that game today, dude. I mean... Like, I've been wanting to go see him play, and I feel like this would have well, been the game you that need to, I would have loved to You need to, to come watch him with his tournament team, dude. His tournament yes. team is fucking ridiculous, bro. Good. We're about to go win the Sooner Classic with these boys. All right, but well, tell when, me when. And this is the thing, too. So, Makai and two of his teammates are the only white kids on this team, right? So, when they show up to go meet these boys at, like, the all-star team and shit, Makai's, like, he's got this big old diamond chain on and <laughs> earrings and shit and, like, fucking... He pops out of the fucking car and like his coach is this like big old black dude. He's a fucking really fucking awesome dude. But anyway, he's like, "Oh, is that big old number four? And like yeah. Makai comes up, you know. And then like Makai just like all them kids love him, dude. They get along with him and shit, and like they play like they all know each other and shit because Makai's like fucking like he's like big poppy, bro. He's like, not mean and he doesn't talk trash. Like he d- he has nothing dude, to prove and he gets his respect, dude. I love it, man. Yeah. He goes he can go into any crowd and like he fucking he can get his respect, dude. And he he was just like, Dad, he's like, a lot of them boys say the N-word a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, son, I know. Like, like, hey, did they give you a pass? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I told, I told him, I, I explained it to him. I'm like, look, son, you cannot say that word. He's like, I know. He's yeah. Like, you know. Well, at least he knows that. Like, I was like, I, I, obviously, I'm just kidding. But, but he fucking, dude, he loved it, dude. Like, I think... I think he's excited to have like black friends now. You well, know what I mean? Good, because yeah. he's where it's a bunch of white kids and shit, and like, and he's you know he plays football with black kids, and he sees them, he's like, well, I'm friends with these kids now. Like, he's excited, you know. You said your uh, your your town. I might have to cut that in the edit, but yeah, it is the uh, the KKK hub of Oklahoma. <laughs> Hey, I'm just kidding. No thanks to me. All right, no, we fucking, no, no, no. We just this is listen, where you ended up. We love everybody, and like. My son was, like, it's as innocent as it can be, dude. I mean, he's a nine-year-old kid. He was excited to have, like, new friends, you yeah, know? Yeah, because there's no black kids around here. Right. He was excited to have new friends and shit. And the fact that he showed up and they all thought he was cool, 
and he thought they were cool, you know, and it was like they all got along and fucking. He's gonna go back to school listening to Two Chains and Lil Wayne, bro. <laughs> you know who his favorite artist is? Who? Oliver Tree. No way. I swear to God, bro. He jams Oliver Tree all fucking day, dude. And I'm on it with him, dude. That is dope, dude. I love Oliver Tree. He's a dork, but dude, that that dude's got some good fucking music. And his lyrics are legit. And my thing is, is I don't even think he's really a rapper. I think he's just a fucking lyricist with some fucking really good stuff, dude. I mean, have you looked him up on like YouTube and like saw his stick? Yes, dude. His... It's genius. It's a '90s kid with a bullet. Talk cut. about selling to a crowd. There's a, nine, there's a nine-year-old boy in my living room right now that will fucking, I mean, jam everything he has, and he I wears the same outfit every fucking music video. Yes, dude. Like a it's pink like and purple jumper with Jinko jeans on. Yeah, and a fucking chili bowl. Yes, dude. It's but his lyrics are fucking. Dude, his song "Miracle Man." I don't think check, I've heard that one. Check that out, y'all. If you if you get a chance, check out Oliver Tree "Miracle Man." It's dope. As a matter of fact, check that out right now while we take a little break. Yes. This sponsor is brought to you by Panty Right Tulsa, Brandon Bitchamullet, who's winning in fantasy, that fucking cocksucker. Fucking cocksucker. Anyway, Just hey, beat me. listen, we love Brandon, though. Brandon's our, our biggest supporter. and um, I gave him his closest game, though, I think. Like, yeah. I was on his ass, dude. We'll just, we'll just say this. Our biggest sponsor is a fucking fantasy football god right now, but he better hope he keeps it up. Because I'm on that ass, boy. I'm coming from the bottom. It's wide open still, like you said. Right, so we'll, we're going to figure it out. But we'll be right back. We'll be right back, boys. Okay, and we're back. Well, the casual is back. I uh, was worried that the laptop wasn't going to work properly. Because it. after a minute, the uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. It's just I was afraid it wasn't going to work. But it's working. So we're just going to sit here and chill. I'll probably cut, cut this. We'll wait for the corner to come back, and we're going to get back into it. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. I, I was worried that it wasn't going to work. I'm probably going to cut all the silence out. Yeah. All right, guys, we're back. And um, one thing we were going to address, we were going to do it at the top of the show, but... Uh, this we got is carried away with wrestling. Yeah, we were we were having our proud dad moments. But one thing we've kind of, you know, that's kind of been brought to our attention is a lot of our talk, a lot of our rhetoric and shit is about sports. And apparently we're losing a lot of you guys. So in light of that, we're going to kind of cut back on a lot of the, you know. Fight not, talk. Yeah, the fight talk, the sports talk. We're going to talk about shit that's more personal to us now, you know. And, and to be fair, the fight talking shit is personal to us. but Yeah, so we're still going to talk about the, the fights and stuff that we're passionate about. Or football games, like whenever Green Bay wins. Or you got something to announce to everybody. I do have something to announce sports-wise, you know, and if you don't like this, well, fucking kiss my They should like it regardless. Be happy for you. Okay, so I'm going to set the stage for you. Last weekend, uh, my boy, they lost a tough game, man. Fucking lost it on the two-yard line, down by one possession. Anyway, we're salty. We get home, you know, it's a tough loss. Everybody's kind of in a sour mood. Right. So I walk in. My mom and my wife beat me to the house, and they're like, hey, we decided today that we're going to do your birthday now and instead of on Christmas. And immediately I'm suspicious because I'm like, what the fuck are y'all up to? Because you've mentioned on one of our previous episodes how shitty your birthday presents are. Well, being born on Christmas, it's kind of tough to get a fucking fair shake, right? Right, yeah, you know? no, absolutely, I get it. But, but I love this story. We'll just set it up that way. Oh, man. And Anyway, so they tell me, you know, hey, we're going to do your birthday today. So, like I said, immediately suspicious. But I'm like, okay, you know, 
So All entertainment. Right. There's a big box sitting in the middle of the fucking living room, and they're like, hey, open this up. So I start to open it up. Like a little kid? Yes, dude. And I'm doing it slowly and, like, you know, strategically, you know. And I start to open it up, and it's like the first thing I see is a, a Green Bay Packer beanie, and then, like, a Green Bay Packer hoodie. And then like a sweater and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, I, hey, that's cool. Yeah, as I pull it out, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like, you know, this is really cool gear, you know, because I'm easy to buy for. Buy me Green Bay stuff and I'm happy, right? And I, and then, you know, I've pulled a couple things out and I'm like, why are y'all buying me all this shit? Anyway, my mom, she's like, keep going, keep going, there's, keep going. There's, there's the best things at the bottom. Anyway, I keep going, pull it out, you know. I'm, I'm still looking at the hoodies that I'm thinking is cool. Well, anyway, I get to the bottom, and as I pull up the last little hoodie, on the very bottom, there's three fucking tickets in there. Those three tickets are for me, my dad, and my son to go watch the Green Bay Packers play the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day in Lambeau Field. Oh, they're playing Cleveland? Yes. I fucking love it, dude. Play- I didn't know that. Yes, dude. They're playing Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Even better, on dude. On fucking Christmas Day, man. And my son was so stoked because he gets to see Baker Mayfield and he gets to see the Packers. Right. And we get to spend Christmas together with, you know, my on son. On a trip? Yeah, we're going to take a trip to Lambeau, dude. We're going to stop in Chicago and get some deep dish pizza. And fucking- Fuck yes, dude. So, That's so awesome, dude. I'm so happy for you. Literally a dream come true man i could not fucking believe it dude like i there's a video that i'll show you later man and i absolutely lost my mind dude it's you, like a you fucking post it to the corner on the casual page we can yeah. hell yeah we can. give us some content bro listen dude it i fucking absolutely lost my mind dude like like a little kid dude i couldn't believe it because it's been a lifelong dream of mine you know because I vividly remember in 1997, dude, fucking Brett Favre after winning the Super Bowl, running down the field with his fucking helmet in his hand, celebrating, you know, after beating the New England Patriots. And from that moment on, dude, I've always been a Green Bay fan and I've always wanted to see him live. Now, fucking 30 years later, I get to see it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so stoked for you, dude, because Jenna pulled me to the side one night while we was hanging out. She's like, hey, can you keep a secret? And I was like, well, that depends. Like, if you're about to tell me that you you blew some other dude, like, I'm not going to keep that from Mike. And she's like, no, <laughs> <Thank> motherfucker. <laughs> she's like, no, motherfucker. You think I would tell you that if I did some shit like that? And I was like, all right, fair. <laughs> fair. Yeah. And she was like, uh, no, 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 it's his birthday present. I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely keep that secret for sure. So, she, so I sat down next to her and she was like, we're getting him Green Bay tickets for him, his dad, and Makai. And I was like, dude, that is so fucking awesome because... Literally, I think it was one of our first episodes, dude. You talked about how shitty your fucking birthday presents have been your whole entire life. Merry birthday. Exactly, exactly. And now you're about to get the most dope fucking present you could ever get for any occasion. And I can't fucking ever repay it back. Like, Jenna is so good to me with this shit, man. And I feel like a douche because her fucking birthdays, I never can do anything as special as what she does for me. And it's like, fuck. I'm telling you, dude. So I'm so pumped for you, dude. And I know how much it means to you. I'm, 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 I'm sure you probably cried about it. Oh man, I didn't cry, but fuck, I could have, dude. Like, I'm gonna be turning 32 in fucking Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I get to see Rogers before he leaves. And hope, man, and you know, on another note, they just knocked off the fucking seven and zero Cardinals on Thursday night football. So, dude, which was a great game. Yes, and I'm gonna be going to watch them, watch a good football team. So, all right, like I said, I know we were moving on from sports, but I just had to get that out, dude. And I'm, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, we can can. Continue the conversation a little bit on 
what we were talking about before the show because it's it has been brought to our attention from a few of our friends that listen to us that aren't super into sports. Yeah, we're losing you guys on the fight talk. And yeah. I get it, you know, maybe it's not you know, for everybody, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, we are the corner and the casual. That name is kind of fucking... I mean, that's that's what this podcast was built around it, was... It's tied to the niche MMA community that, you know, likes comedy and our bullshit. But I think that we should, like, maybe on, like, the really, the really hard banger cards, like the casual cards, like the one this past weekend... Or yesterday, I guess. Well, today, this morning. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it was an early card. It was an early card. Like, we can still touch on the big cards and give our opinions about the good fights, I guess. But we don't have to fucking go through li- the whole list of fights, dude. Well, Just if, the ones that matter. Okay, you know? well, if we're going to give our opinion on the big fights, let's talk. The, the, the big three on this main card in Abu Dhabi was uh, Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. It was a good fight, dude. I thought he was gonna fucking rip his arm off. Islam is too much for these guys. Dude, his, really his ground is. game, he, he, he's fucking Khabib 2.0. Islam is a beast. He can be knocked out. That's the thing about Islam. So it gives some of these guys that are tough enough a little bit of hope. Can you fucking stop the takedown though? Yeah, that's, that's the, thing. the thing. Yeah, he's right. he's exactly so, like Khabib in right. that aspect. Islam is rolling. But I feel like there's four fights because we should talk about Kamzat. The fucking oh, okay, wolf, that's right. dude. Kamzat Shemaev. This yeah. motherfucker picked this one hundred and what? What's he weigh in the in the cage? One hundred. He, he weighed one seventy on scales, but every bit of one ninety. Right. Mind, so. Picked this dude up, walked him across the cage, yelled at Dana to basically get off his phone, slammed him, and then proceeded to fucking put this dude to sleep with Man-handling. a fucking rear neck. Man and literally yeah. put him to sleep. Yes. I fucking love this, dude. Yeah, Kamzat's the real deal. I, I, and I'll be honest, I bet against him in that fight. Dude, you did on DraftKings. I, I saw that, and I was like, man, that's a risky move. Hey, but, Jing Liang. Li Zhang Liang. Yes, that dude's a, Legit. He's no joke. Yeah, he Legit. is. Probably the one of the best Chinese fighters, aside from... For sure. From... Uh, Wale. Yeah, he, he's definitely one of the ba- better Asian fighters on the roster. Absolutely, dude. So Okay, yeah, I'm glad you doubled back to that one. So, yeah. on the, the co-main event, Corey Sanhagen versus Petriant might be an instant classic. Maybe what a one banger, of, dude. One of the, maybe one of the best 135 fights ever, dude. It, it was, Can I finish that yeah, off? Yeah, go ahead. It was absolutely ridiculous, man. As fucking good as Corey Sanhagen is, dude, I am so impressed with Peter Yan. Yeah, no, absolutely, Holy dude. shit, dude. That dude, he's going to fucking hurt Aljamain. Yeah. Like, uh, if they fight, dude, he's going to hurt Aljamain Sterling. The best, the, I mean, I love Peter Yan. Yeah. He wants you to pronounce his yeah, name right. Yeah. Because, like, in the open workouts, he, like, he closed it off with the illegal knee with his partner. I love it, yeah. Partner. So, so if you don't know what that means, like, in the open workouts, they'll do it. They'll basically hit pads in front of all the people that showed up for weigh-ins and stuff. And they'll kind of do just, like, a little walkthrough of, like, them working out and like one of the things he was doing on hitting pads he had his uh his pad holder take a knee and then he fucking like need the pads like to you know reenact the aljamain sterling fight which was it was slick it was a good troll it's a troll move man and we've talked about it on the show before like how great that dude is on fucking uh twitter he, like he literally created that twitter just to troll aljamain and i loved it He's doing really good, man. Like, as far as foreign fighters go, like, a lot of them guys aren't very savvy when it comes to the shit talk and the promotion. Dude, he kills it, man. He's one of my favorite MMA guys on Twitter. Just because he literally, all he does is troll Aljamain. Like, I love it. It's great. 
Yeah, man, and the UFC's kind of trolling Aljamain too with their promotion of the fucking, you know. I think he he's he's on it though. Like he he's savvy to what's going on. Right. He he's playing the WWE role right now. Right. He's doing exactly what he needs to do, and he's playing the heel, <coughs> even though technically Yon should be the heel. But how how everything's transpired, like yeah. Aljamain's playing into it the the right way. He's doing everything that he should be doing. All right, moving on to the main event, fucking Glover Teixeira versus the champ, Jan Blakovich. Glover Teixeira, fucking probably the oldest dude to ever capture the light Second heavyweight oldest. belt, and uh, fucking good on him. Well, and maybe the the light heavyweight, but they did say that he was the second oldest. So Randy Couture, Randy Couture is probably the oldest to take it. Maybe. But still, yeah, good, man, on him. good on him, man. Great performance. I was disappointed in Jan, but I mean, when Agreed. you get dudes in there with that type of power and skill, fucking it only takes one. And really, he got hurt, and then once they got on the mat, fucking Glover is just too crafty down there. His jiu-jitsu is good. He's fucking, he's heavy on top so I, i'm happy for congrats him. to the champ i wasn't mad either way the fight went but i'm glad that that the old man got the belt right after right. 20 years in the sport dude good so on him. let's talk about some uh podcast beef getting cleared up dude i noticed that uh the heel one and uh brennan shaw beef got cleared up because shaw um I will say he took the high road but to me i hated it i don't like the apology he put out and it was almost like he was he was saving ariel hawani I mean, I agree with you because you know I, mean? I only heard his his side of it and the apology. I didn't hear uh, Ariel's side whenever everything. Ariel kind of won that whole exchange because he was like, "I'll wait till you apologize to me on your podcast," and fucking Brendan did just that. I mean, you might be right, but I still feel like like I get like, it. There's space for both of them to make their money and shit, but like beef sells, man. It does, but I hated it, dude. I didn't like it at all. Like. Yeah. Like, so much so that I I unfollowed Ariel Hawani, yeah. dude. Well, the comedians in Shab and all them were going to bury Ariel. And I think Brendan, being the good guy that he is, kind of knew. Right. Like, that, you know, if we keep this up, we're going to fucking push this guy completely out of a job. And, yeah, and he won't be able to feed his kids. You know what I mean? And Shab's a good dude. And yeah. I don't think he, I think. He respects I think dads. for him, I think for him, it was easier for him to go in there and be like, hey, I was wrong. I said some shit that I didn't mean, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. This is guy's good at what he does. Yada, yada, yada. And he did it on the right podcast because the dude's got fucking, what, six different podcasts? Yeah, but he, he did, did it, it on, on Below right. the Belt that would really address the MMA community. Right. So he did. He went about it right. And I got to respect Shaw, man, for being such a fucking, like, a stand-up guy. And humbling himself and, and taking the high road, like right. you said. But as, as a fan who kind of likes the beef and the drama, you know, it's kind it's just, you know, anticlimactic, you know. And they know that. Right. You know what I mean? They kind of just fucking put the fire out. Right. No, I, I tend to agree with you. I'm glad he did it the way he did it without Brian Callen because yeah. I feel like kind of Brian Callen kind of like escalated it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Because well, he was, yeah. Maybe not on purpose, but like the way him and Shab play off of each other, I just feel like he kind of got Shab in there. He, like, he was lobbing him some. Right, mm-hmm. and got Shab running his mouth a little right. bit more than he would have by himself. Speaking of comedians, dude, just like a hypothetical, you know, just, just off the wall, like who would because so maybe y'all don't know, but one of our favorite comedians is, you know, our mommy, Tom Segura. Yes. And uh, he's coming to see us in March. He's coming everywhere, bro. Right, he's coming everywhere. He's coming everywhere. And he has big loads. <laughs> Huge, apparently. Apparently, dude. Just, I, he was like, he's like, what? You guys jerk off in socks? I need like a fucking sweater. Right. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to see what Christina looks like after that. Bro, I fucking love Christina. Period. Right, let's see the the mommy sloppers. Dude, 
I love Christina. P. Okay, anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, Christina P. Shows some sloppers. No. Um, but no, who do you want to see come and open for Tom when Dude. we come in in March? Ideally, and I'm before you go, I want you to think about it a little bit. But I'm gonna give you my two top candidates that I would fucking just absolutely love to see. Let with me Tom. interrupt you. Okay. I think your top two are probably my top two. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll see. I think they're different. But okay. number one. It's going to be different from yours, I know. My number one that I would love to see come and open for Tom, or at least feature or whatever, is Ryan Sickler. Ryan Sickler or Josh Potter? So those were my two. Give me fuck. Give me Sickler or Potter, please, Those dude. were my two. I've been tweeting Potter, trying to get right. him. He hasn't interacted with none of my tweets about, like, hey, come open for Tom in Tulsa. So I mean, He works inter- a lot up north. Yeah, He does. He doesn't like humid hot climate well I, I even tweeted him too like hey bro the weather will be fucking terrible just like Buffalo in yes. March like March in Tulsa is fucking miserable so come fucking you know spread your joy on us spread your joy on the roaches we are the roaches here you know, we, we need like, to fucking let, you know, Josh Potter know he's got some loyal roaches listening all Me the time. too, dude. Like, right. I, I've literally, I was a roach before I started listening to the Roach Motel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, one, do you know one thing I've noticed about Josh that kind of bugs me, dude? He's like, do you know what I'm saying? He says yes. it a lot. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pleased right. to be. Yeah. Dude, I love Josh Potter, yeah. man. Like, Pleased I, to be buying tickets and blah, blah, blah. He makes me want to be more interested in sports because he has such a fucking like intelligent mind whenever it comes to sports like he can well he's a, a fan bro he is a fan but like he can pick up a sport that he wasn't a fan of before like he did with baseball and he's just running with it dude and I, I, I like that because that's kind of what I did with football well a lot of this stuff he talks about on his podcast kind of like influences me like him and the mommies and fucking Sickler and all them I kind of like draw off of all of them because like they're what I listen to you right. know what I mean and, and he talks about sports but he also talks about current events and shit and like that's kind of what I would like our podcast to be you know like the fucking semen terrorists and shit like, <laughs> yes yeah but Josh Potter's podcast is like 99% sports mm-hmm. and then you get semen terrorists thrown in kind of to the mess or queef of the week which we we kind of ripped off with the fanny fart of the, the week the fanny fart of the week but we're not putting girls queefing on our fucking podcast unfortunately the right. the last girl that I was talking to can you I'll, imagine being with a girl and like hey I need you to queef for this dude's podcast that dude, I listen to I did it with I'm gonna delete this no name way out. yes I did that with her because can she queef on command or did she you said just, that she could but she never showed me that's probably embarrassing. Dude, I was like, I was into it though. I was like, I will suck a queef out of your puss right now. Just what the show fuck? Show me you're... that you you were for real. Yeah, I would have oh been all god, about dude. it. Oh my god, that just I just had like a flashback of a fucking <laughs> of a fucking bad memory. Maybe not bad, but like I was young, right? And I was with this girl, and we'll, oh. we we won't say her name. Even if I said her name, it wouldn't ring any bells for anybody. But not even for me. No, not for you. Say so, yeah, I'll I'll cut it. No, I don't want to cut it. <laughs> I don't want to say it because Jenna knows who the bitch is. Jenna, right, Jenna right. and I got in a fight with the bitch. Oh, you'll <laughs> say it right here. She'll hear it in the other room and be like, what, motherfucker? Oh, yeah, dude. I can't even. Oh, man, I don't even know if I should have said that because now if I tell the story, Jenna's going to know who it is. But she don't listen to this yeah, fucking she don't podcast. To us. Yeah, anyway, fucking. So one time, like, I was with this girl and, like, I went down on her and shit. Like, fucking doing my thing and fucking she queefed. Like, wow. Purposefully? 
I don't think purposefully. I think okay. I like like lift her legs up. You know what I mean? Like you know, fucking just yeah. <laughs> and like one of those. And I'm like, uh, like so you think what do you do? And then you realize what kind of freak you are when you're just like fuck it. You know what I mean? Just move on, dude. Dude, I would have. I, I sucked it out of there, and bro, this for was, real. This was like some fucking girl that I messed with like when me and Jenna were super young. And then like Jenna knew about her because like... I mean, of course. I can't like... So, no, I was in Sand Springs and she found out. I, like she found pictures of this girl on my phone. Oh, of course. Dude. And this is when I was like fucking 20, dude. So like I was obviously not loyal and neither was she. And we were fucking up. Anyway couple years goes by and guess who's working at the same fucking bank with her oh no shit yeah dude and this is this is how it happened so like fucking one day I think I've heard part of this story keep going so like one day Jenna shows up at work and she had to take my car to work and uh she drives to work and she parks and shit and old girl sees the car and she's like oh you know Mike too Oh, no shit. Yeah, dude. And then Jen, when she said that, Jenna... Is that how Jenna, like, found out? That's how Jenna realized who it was, because she had seen pictures of the girl before then. Oh, no And shit. then fucking when she said, oh, you know Mike, too. And then she fucking, like, realized it was, and then they had a beef, and, like, Jenna and her, like, seriously about scrapped in the fucking bank where they worked out, and Jenna lost her job because of this shit. That's crazy. Yeah, because I heard right. that story of yeah. her losing her job anyway. But yeah. was that the car that you had that, that you got ran into? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. <laughs> like, because she saw the car and she, like, once, because I had the stickers. They were, like, really distinct stickers. Right. from like And fucking, she's like, oh, you know Mike, too. Oh, my God. Dude. Like, like she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that bitch was just trying to stir the pot, you know? And then I think... Which is sad because bank jobs are pretty decent jobs. Like, And I don't even know exactly. Like, maybe she wasn't trying to serve the pot or maybe she... Like, I don't know, dude. But, like, fucking Jenna did not like it. I I know how Jenna is. But I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I've now went on two dates with this this girl. Yeah. And um, tonight we went to Halloween. I took Riley with... Hold on, Which, tell us about the first date. Uh, oh man, the first date was so weird. I don't even know how to put it into words. Um, picked her up. We went out to eat at. How'd you, how'd you Os- meet? Osaka's man. I think we originally we matched on Tinder. Okay, so like a online dating. Right. So we matched on Tinder. Um, I added on uh, Snapchat, and we never really talked. Like ever, she she posted some some pictures on her story. I would like reply to a story and be like, "Hey, you're bad as fuck," because I'm super attracted to this girl. Which side note doesn't really matter. She's a black woman, but I think she's gorgeous. Um, does does that matter? Like, did you have to add that? I'm, okay, I'll cut it. Like, but, no, no, don't, <laughs> don't cut it. But I mean, like, it, it I really just like the world we're living in. That doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. But but me, Jason's a, a white guy and she's a black girl. Just to point out the obvious. Like, if you've seen it, then it would be blatantly right. obvious. And right. Okay. Both times that we've hung out, I like, it. there's been black men. That Is there like I, a stigma? I, like dude, when you hang out, like, black men stare at me yeah. whenever I'm with this beautiful black woman. And yeah. They're just like, what the fuck, like. Or maybe they're like, man, maybe he's got a huge dick, but I really don't. Does it always come down to the dick size, though, dude? <laughs> dude it's gotta be, dude. Dude, I fucking I mean, whenever it. it comes to men with other men, like, they're probably insecure. Maybe. I'm shit out of luck, I guess. Which isn't exactly true, because I've been with a black woman, too. Matter of fact, that story I just told was, she was 
No but, shit? Yeah. Oh my god. So come full circle, yeah, dude. Like dude, I'm, really, I've never been with like a black that girl woman. was yes. So I've never been a, with a black woman. A black girl. Like um but where was I going with this story? Oh. So the first the first date took her to Osaka, it's a hibachi grill. Had a good time. I got some calamari. Have you ever had calamari? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? It's one of my favorite dishes. Fucking delicious, dude. dude. dude my fucking Nuts. son loves calamari. Okay, dude. calamari yes. is good. Every time that I've had it, except for this time. Oh no. I, I didn't like it. I, there was something about the way it was cooked, maybe because I've always had it fried. Oh, they didn't fry it. No, it was cooked on the hibachi grill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know if weird. I don't know if I'd like that either. It was really chewy. Tough. Yeah, and chewy. Really chewy. Yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah, I know. Yeah, but fried. I always love it fried. It's great. I'm American. I love fried foods. Period. So I mean, I exactly. feel like I feel like that's where my bias is. Um, but the first day, it started great. We went to the hibachi. It was good. And then um, we didn't have anything to do afterwards. And let me just throw this in for context. This girl's. 19 years old which holy shit so what's that age difference 10 years, 10 years? yeah and honestly dude like I don't know exactly how I feel about it right now it kind of makes me feel like a creep she wasn't even alive when 9-11 happened you guys yeah to put it into context she like, doesn't know dude, what a so super if, Nintendo is listen if you guys are our age like you want to talk about feeling like a granddad yeah she dude. makes me feel old like Older than she I doesn't even go. remember what happened on nine. Like I remember no. where I was at. Nine eleven happened. She, she wasn't even alive. She was born in two thousand and two. Holy shit, dude! What the fuck, man? That is so crazy that somebody born in two thousand two. Yeah, I don't like. Man, yeah, it's 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 weird. It makes me feel weird. So she's like super inexperienced, man, and it's probably gonna come with some. Um, baggage to say the least probably you know what i mean like what are y'all gonna talk about good question hold on we got we got sidetracked you never did finish the date story sorry so So continue great we left chili calamari moving on 19 year old yeah we went to i just drove back to her apartment she invited me up to her apartment but because of her age i wasn't super comfortable with it and i was like nah we can just hang out my truck for a minute and man i don't even know like she's a witch Oh no! Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, give me a reading, dude." Red flag. Yeah. Well, I I asked her for a reading, which my mistake because it did not go well. <laughs> she did this this weird reading, like tarot cards or some shit. No, man. She like <clears throat> she was rubbing on my palm hmm. and telling me to close my eyes, relax, pretend that I'm a fucking caterpillar. A caterpillar. Yeah, she and and while I'm a caterpillar, she wants me to go to the darkest, like worst place that I've ever been in my life. Which I'll just go ahead and fucking for full context for our, our listeners is whenever my son was in the NICU, whenever he was born, and the shit that he had to go through whenever he was born. That's he, fucking deep for a first date, dude. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, so she made me go back there and she was like she was like, How do you feel? It's like, I feel sad. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, it made... this story's making my dick soft. Like, <laughs> Were you hard before? Dude, I was for a second. Like, the more you go, the softer my dick's getting. Yeah, man. Dude. So she made me go to this dark place, and she's just, she, she just like navigating me, trying to navigate me through this fucking dark place. 
I tell her I'm sad, and then she's like, okay, is there somebody that's responsible for the sadness? And I was like, yeah, 100%, my son's mother. And she's just like, well, I need you to forgive her for what she did to you. I'm like, okay, that part's easy. What I can't do is forgive her for what she did to my son. Oh, man, don't start getting all deep and philosophical now. Tell me this story ends with how she can fix it with her mouth. Man, I wish it did. And I should have went up to her fucking ho- her apartment, but I didn't. She gave me a kiss. All right, bro. I sent her on her way. She has a fucking voodoo doll of you right now. She probably does, dude. I wouldn't Hold on. So does she live by herself? She lives with her sister. Okay. Does she have a job? Yeah. She's like a home health nurse, maybe? Or okay. She's a nurse. Is she working maybe? on a career right now? Yeah, she's saying? going to school. Well, those are two good signs. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's good. Right. She's going to school. She's already in the field that she's going how, to school for. How old's your sister? 26, I think. What's the sister look like? I think just as fine as she is. I mean, just saying. But I think her sister's racist. Against white people? Yeah, because she told her sister that she was going on a date with a white guy, and she was like, oh. You're going to white guys? I was like, damn, that sounds racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but they can say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's perfectly okay. Absolutely. You can be racist as long as you're black and hate white people. Exactly. Well, I mean, you could be white and still hate white people. As long as you're racist towards white people, no matter what yeah, nationality you are. That's allowed. Yeah, it's okay. for sure. It's 100% okay. Meanwhile, we love everybody. So, the second date, though... I get a text hold from... Hold on, hold on. How, how did the first date end? You, you did the tarot reading, fucking... Uh, and then then what? After the tarot, after, after the tarot reading, you told her you were sad and fucking... Oh, yeah, I almost cried. Did you? Then, oh, my God, dude. You better not have fucking cried. Did, dude, did you cry? I, no, I didn't, but okay. I almost did. I could have. That's why but, she's fucking white boys. Yeah. And then got out of the truck. I gave her a hug. She gave me a kiss, and then it was on our way. Second date tonight, actually. We go to Halloween. It was... It was okay. No, dude, that, the zoo sucks on Halloween, dude. Yeah, bro, I was don't wondering why the fuck you went to the zoo, bro. Like, it's too it cold. Was... Them animals don't want to fuck around. Well, right we now. weren't even there for... Like, there was no animal exhibits open. I went to the late viewing, maybe during the day. So it was like a trunk or treat at the zoo? Yes, Okay, exactly. I got you. So, I got you. I took Riley. He had a good time. Um, but while we were at the zoo, fucking your ass texts me. I, I'm replying back, and she, like, leans over to, like look at my text message. I don't know if she's looking at what I'm saying or what you're saying, but I fucking like turn because we're not, that's not my girlfriend. It's none of her fucking business who I'm talking to. And it went south from there. She got mad about it because it red flag, suspicious, I'm, I'm hiding something, blah, blah, blah. Well, you guys are not exclusive. That's you know what I mean? exactly what I told her. And I was like, look, she wanted me to be sorry and apologize for it, but I was like, I'm not sorry about it. I would do it again. Like, Listen, I've been with my girl for fucking 10 plus years, dude. She knows my passcode. I know her passcode. But when I send somebody a fucking text, she doesn't go over and stand over me and read the fucking thing. Because she doesn't have to. Well, she doesn't have to. And also, it's just... Even, like, when you're writing a letter, like, I remember being a kid looking over my mom's shoulder while she's writing shit, and it's like, get the fuck away from me. None of your business what I'm saying, you know? Like, these are fucking... If I wanted you to know or hear, you would know or hear. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not relevant to you or, you know... That's exactly how I feel. Has no bearing on what's going on right now, so... I'm an adult. 
Like, if it, if it concerns you, like, I'll include you in on it. But I don't need you looking over my shoulder, seeing my text right. message. But like, had y'all been exclusive, have, you ain't even touched the fucking vagina yet, dude. Have like, not. You know what I mean? Yeah, got, honestly, I wish I would have already because I wouldn't be in this predicament. <laughs> well, hey, you know, there's still plenty of time. I feel like maybe next time you get a tarot reading, be a little bit more positive. Tell her you're feeling horny. I mean, I guess that's the way I need to play it, dude. And like, the thing is, is, my tarot readings are done better on the bottom of my penis. Like, <laughs> give me a reading yeah. on my ball set. Yeah. <laughs> like, follow the wrinkles. No, that's so funny, though. Yeah. So, um, what, what, what are the chances of a third date? Or I mean, a get-together? I'm going to put in as much work as I need to. That's That's for sure. You know what I think you should do? What? I think you should just send her a text tonight and just be like, hey, I hope everything wasn't too weird. I hope we can hang out again soon. Oh, I already did that. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Covered your bases. something similar, but yeah. She's like, it's no problem. Jamal's going to come through and smash this thing out, and then fucking you can come And then I'll around. call you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're no, probably right. I'm just kidding. Dude. No, you're probably right, though. You're probably right on it, which I don't care. That's the that's the difference between me and her. I don't care what she does whenever we're not hanging out. To be fair, man, I don't think any nineteen year old girl is. I mean, that's that's a fucking problem, dude. She hasn't experienced experienced enough to be ready to do the things that you want to do. Exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like I she she has a lot of shit to get through first. She needs to go. She needs to go have some bad relationships and some one night stands. You could probably be one of them one night stands. Well, let me tell you this. And I might have to cut this out of the podcast. She's telling me how she fucked her counselor at school while she was in high school. Ooh, that's not good. What school? I don't know. She's from Kansas. I was like, fuck that school, dude. Yeah, I you know agree. What I mean, like, even if even if she was with it, that's fucking. That's some dude taking advantage of a fucking. Obviously, not a very smart girl. You know what I mean? Well, she she played it off like she was the one that that wanted it and instigated it, and he just kind of like let his dick do all the thinking for him. Who knows how it really happened? But I I told Dude. her I was like, that's fucking weird. A good way to get a motherfucker's head cut off. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, what I said. even if my daughter grows up to be a little whore, I find out she fucks a grown man when she's in high school. You dying? Well, let me tell you this. Since you brought that up, um. My aunt, my dad's side, um, has actually, she, she hooked up with her softball coach. Like what year? Is this like years ago? Like 70s? No, 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 no. I was alive. So in the oh, 90s, shit. maybe early 2000s. I can't remember exactly. Dude, I remember in high school the fucking coaches and shit that would be fucking the senior girls right after they graduated. You'd see them at the lake and shit hanging yeah. out with them. No. Well, I guess she was still on the team. They hooked up. My dad and my uncle found out about it, went down there, whooped his fucking ass. I'll give him this. They've been married like 25 years now. Really? Yes. They've got mm. four kids, and he, 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 he seems to be like a good family man. He's taking care of her the whole time, but my dad and my uncle went out there and beat the fuck out of this guy whenever they found out about it, but they're still mm. together to this day. You know, I'm not a religious man, but I fucking, like, we'll just say that I pray nobody ever touches my children in that type of way, because I don't, I don't want to leave my children for years in prison, because that's what will happen if, you know, 100%. That's why I've told Like, Riley, I will take somebody's head off their body with my bare hands if somebody touches my little girl. Well, that's why I've told son. Riley, like, 
this is your penis. Like, I don't make a fun name out of it or yeah, anything. This like, this is your penis. Like, if anybody ever Nobody touches fucking this, touches that right. shit. Or looks at it or fucking... Yeah, any right. of that. I'm like, if anybody fucking does anything with this thing, that's not like me, your fucking aunt, your grandpa, somebody that's bathing you, I need to know about it, so... Dude, and it's weird because, like, I've had to, like, kind of tell Makai, too, because, like, he's at an age where it's like... He's starting to explore the sexuality. I think, like, he's probably seen some stuff on his phone and from his buddies and online and all that sh- Yeah, and it's yeah. just, like, these things, you know, I'm like, dude, you need to be careful. Right. Because people will trick you because you're you're nine, you know what I mean? And then they'll make you do things that you might not think is innocent, but they're getting their fucking rocks off. Right. And I'm very blunt with my kids, you know what I mean? I, I, mean, I, I say it like it is. With how many fucking pedos are getting locked up in Tulsa right yes, now? Yes, dude. Like the You're weirdos. Smart to do and so. honestly, dude, and this is a concern that I've had, you know, with my son in particular. So we'll just say, there's a neighbor kid of mine, and he's, um, we'll just say I don't trust him, okay? And I'm a suspicious person. He's just, he, you can tell he's an outsider. He's a weird kid. Doesn't honestly, have any guidance. Right. And he kind of seems like the fucking school shooter type. And I just, like, I tell my son, I'm like, do not ever go anywhere alone with this kid. Like, fuck, because he's our neighbor or whatever, and he's much older than Makai, but he's, like, he's weird enough to want to hang out with a young kid like my son, and that concerns me, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm thinking, like, hey, this motherfucker tries to, like, pull his dick out or something or tries to touch you or fucking, you run. Dude, yeah, run, let me know and fucking, you know, and also, when your sister's outside, keep a fucking eye on her, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And maybe I'm being overcautious or being too weird, but like I would rather be overcautious and the parent that embarrasses my kid by being overcautious and then have a fucking kid and actually have something happen to him and then be scarred for life. No, a hundred percent though, but I'm glad you brought that up because kid do fucking kids will do fucked up shit to other kids. Right. You know what I mean? They absolutely there there will. are fucked up kids out there. They know? absolutely will. But like whenever I was like 16, 17 years old, I was hanging out with 19, 20, 21, yeah, 22 yeah, me years too. Old. adults. And it's like, once I got to that age, I was like, why in the fuck were these guys people, because there was some women too, why were they hanging out with me? Because I didn't want to have anything to do with kids that age whenever I was that age. Right. And, and you don't realize it then. Right. Because but when like, you look back on it now, and I, I've thought about that a lot too, you know, because I remember, I won't say no names obviously, but, uh, you know, I remember being, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old, you know, and hanging out with like girls that were my age. And then there was guys that were fucking in their 20s. They were hanging out with us and shit like they were our buddies, but they were trying to fuck 14, 15, 16-year-old girls. And they 100%. were. Yeah. And they were. And, like, us boys as teenagers, we were just mad because they weren't fucking us. Right. No, you know what I mean? But now yeah. looking back on it, it's like, yo, these dudes were predators, bro. Yeah. Like these fucking dudes, creeps. Yeah, creeps, dude. Like, they were literally fucking, like, little girls because they were too fucking big of losers to go fuck girls their own age you know right. what I mean because they didn't have no money they were broke ass motherfuckers living with their grandmas and shit you know and bitches their age they were out fucking you know fucking dudes with jobs no 100% well, and I'll go ahead and use this fucking nickname I had a friend named Bam Bam uh, and uh he was older than me whenever I met the guy and I think I was like 16 or 17 whenever I met him and he was like 21 22 years old like he was buying us booze and shit and I fucking, well, I got emancipated whenever I was 17 and I fucking moved into a little a duplex thing with him. And then this dude's fucking, uh, smashing with a 15 year old girl. 
and I, I was old enough at that point to realize, like, hey, that's fucking wrong. And I told him, like, dude, this, this isn't cool, dude. Like, like, why are you trying to... I couldn't stand but this. But, like, the girl was with it because she yeah. thought she was something special 100%. to this guy. Yeah, and it's but fucking... I was just like, dude, this is so fucking wrong. Like, what are you doing here? Right. And now he's fucking in jail. So, like, yeah. he's right where he belongs. Good. I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast or not, but when I was probably about 15 or 16 years old, I, I, I may have, dude, so, so just stop me whenever. But uh, when I was about 15 or 16 years old, there was this fucking beautiful girl, man. And uh, she was like, you know, kind of like getting into her rebellious streak or whatever. And fucking she wanted to hang out with us and my my friends and my group of you know, friends were fucking thugs. And we did all kinds of bad shit, drinking, partying, smoking, you name it. And uh, she decided she was going to run away from home. And this was like like a week after fucking like okay so hold on let me back up a little bit like a week before like formal was in a couple weeks and she's like talking to you know some friends of mine that are girls that are like you know my buddy's cousins and shit and they're like oh go with Big Mike to formal blah 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 so like we talk and shit and like work it out to where we're gonna go to formal together and I'm fucking over the moon because I'm like some chunky kid who fucking shooting way out of my league right right and uh Anyway, like a week goes by, and then she decides she's going to run away. And she runs away, and she's like down the road at a friend's house of mine, and fucking, they're like, you know, let's fucking party tonight. She's got money. She, you know, she's like on a run, blah, blah, blah. But like her cousin knows where she's at, and blah, blah, and he's going to help her, and this and that. We don't think nothing of it. Dude, I had my cousin rent us a hotel room because he was an adult, and fucking, he basically just, you know, rented us a hotel room so we could fucking get fucked up dude and he right. was gonna basically he was gonna make money off of all of us dude getting everybody weed and fucking like, like so he, he probably made a few hundred dollars off of all of us basically so anyway we get this hotel room and then like her cousin who we didn't know until we met him at the hotel was a fucking 30 year old man who is like a cousin in law and he's gonna help her you know, get her shit together because she's running away and blah, blah, blah. Well, I know I've heard this story. I don't know if you've told it on a podcast, so can continue. Okay. So, anyway, we're all on the west side and we're partying. And mind you, this is fucking 14, 15, 16, and maybe a couple people who are just over 18, 19. You know what I mean? And then her cousin, who's the fucking upstanding citizen who she thinks is going to help him, is like this 30-year-old dude. We're partying, you know, getting down or whatever, so the beer runs out. One car load loads up, fucking, and takes, you know, an adult, the, one of the only adults, my cousin, I'm pretty sure at the time, and they load up, and they go to fucking go get some more beer. We're out of weed. Another car load loads up, hey, we're going to run down the road and go get some weed. Next thing I know, it's just me, uh, Tammy, I guess you can block her name out. I, I, I can cut it. it. It doesn't matter, just leave just it, fuck re- it. Repeat it, though. Okay, so... Then, after everybody you, leaves, the girl, dude, yeah. So now it's just me, her, and her cousin in this fucking hotel room by ourselves, waiting on everybody to leave, dude. I'm fucking 14 years old, dude, and this guy keeps turning on porno on the fucking TV screen, like, and it's like it's like getting super uncomfortable, dude. Like, and then like. I don't know, 10 minutes goes by, and he's like, you know, man, I gotta go to work at five o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna need y'all out of here in the next 20 minutes. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like okay you know so like immediately i'm just I'm like that's kind of weird you know and then he asked me wasn't it your your cousin that bought the hotel room or yeah was it, oh okay it, it was in his name and he was trying to kick you the other guy was trying to kick you out yeah 
And it was like, uh, why don't you go up front and get Tammy something to snack on her, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know. So he fucking gives me a couple bucks, and I go up to the fucking vending machines, and I get some shit, and I call. Like, while I'm going up there, I call my people. I'm like, hey, something's fucking not right here. Like, y'all hurry the fuck up and get back. And, you know, everybody's not. Imagine the seriousness from that phone call at that time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, fucking everybody's running around doing their thing. Like, we'll be back when we'll be, when we're right. back. Anyway, I, I bring back some fucking Fritos and a fucking Sierra Mist, okay? And then I get back in the hotel, dude, and we're kicking it. And then she just seems like the, the atmosphere is different now. You know what I mean? Since the time before you left to whenever you came back. Right. It was already starting to get weird, but now it's like there's like fucking tension in the air. You know what I mean? And like we're laid down on the bed and I'm laid down next to Tammy like trying to be smooth and shit because fucking I'm trying to get my dick wet I'm like you know what I mean of course and then like out of the blue dude's like alright man you gotta go he's like I gotta work tomorrow you gotta get up out of here and I'm like and I can see that like Tammy's like freaked out and I'm fucking freaked out dude because like this, this is a grown ass man he's he's 30 fucking something years old dude and I'm 14 you know I, I was a big kid at the time how old was she she was my age. We were I'm in the same. 14. Yeah, so okay. we were in the same. Like we were in ninth grade. So what are you in in ninth grade? Like fifteen. We were at eighth 15? or ninth grade. Yeah, so like fourteen or fifteen, somewhere around there. Yeah. Anyway, so he tells me, uh, "You gotta get," you know, and I'm like, "Fucking, I can't really do anything other than say, okay," you know. So like, I fucking get up, get my shit, and I like, I can just tell something right. So I, I, I leave. As soon as I step out, dude, I, I get on the phone. I start calling my people I'm like yo something is up get back here quick fucking hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up not even not 10 minutes we'll say less than 10 minutes you know <clears throat> one of the carloads shows up dude and fucking thank god dude it's like it's Flick's older brother it's it's fucking my older my older cousin it's you know this other cat lock that name out yeah and uh they show up and I tell them like hey this dude just kicked me out of the fucking hotel, dude. He's acting weird. I don't know what's going on, man, but I was like, something ain't right, you know? So, Brittany starts banging on the door, and nothing, like, nothing. And, and we know they're awake, like, fucking, I mean, I've only... Just walked yeah. out. And she starts banging, I mean, banging real loud. He's not answering, so she starts banging on the window. And then she fucking, she starts screaming, motherfucker, I'm gonna break this goddamn window, dude. And, like, Brittany's, dude, she's about it, bitch, dude. She was about to kick that window in. Well, he opens the door with no shirt on and his fucking, like, jeans, you know, on. Like, he just, like, hastily put them on. And we fucking, like, kind of rush in through the door and fucking, like, she's laying in the bed and, like, kind of, like, teared up crying. And her pants are on backwards. Like, you remember the fucking, like, the ones that said, like, juicy or some shit like yeah. that? I don't remember what it said exactly, but... Or pink. Right, so when we came in, like, I noticed, like, you know, her, her fucking pants were on backwards, and, like, something was up, dude. And, like, fucking dude looked at us, dude, and, and it was on, bro. Like, we just knew fucking, fucking, like, shot in on this dude and fucking, like, tried to take him down or whatever. Dude fucking literally, like, oh, no, 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 hold on. I got that wrong. Dude shot in on Sean. Fucking ran with Sean basically through the door. To get out of the hotel so we didn't fucking pin him up in a corner. 
He runs out into the fucking parking lot, and once he gets, because it was like a motel, so like as soon as you step outside, you're you're fucking in the parking lot. Right. So basically, he's got Sean like in a double leg, and he trips over the fucking parking like little curb yeah. the thing you pull up to. Right. Trips over that, and Sean just fucking like you know he gets taken down pretty nasty, dude. And Sean just wraps his arms up. And when he wraps his arm up, dude, fucking me and uh, Danny, dude, come over the top. Like, I tried to kick him so hard in the head, I went over the top of him from the back. And when I missed, I came up fucking and just started. I mean, just fucking many punches as I could get on him, dude. You're 14 years old fighting a grown-ass right. man. While while my homie's kicking him in the face and Sean's holding him down. And fucking meanwhile, Brittany's getting fucking old girl cleaned up and ready and fucking getting her loaded up in the car, dude. And we fucking beat on this dude pretty good, dude. And it was just... My cousin wasn't in that load. I forgot my cousin comes back because there's more to this. So, like, it was actually just the only men or boys that were there were me, Danny, and Sean. So Sean. all like 14, 15 year olds? Sean was the oldest. Sean was probably 20, 21, something like that. So he was uh, he was my cousin's friend. Okay. And fucking like, you know, we we, we beat the fuck out of this dude, man. Like for two I mean, or three. Y'all are probably scared. I, I could scared imagine. to fucking death, dude. Because like I didn't, like I felt like a punk, bro. Because I was scared because... My thing was, is like, I knew something weird was going on, but like, you I were couldn't, by yourself. I was by myself and I knew I couldn't take this dude. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm in a fucking hotel on the West side, dude. And I'm like, man, I don't want this guy to fucking kill me in here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But so anyway, we get out, we fucking, you know, we work him over good, pretty good, dude. We like split him open and yeah, fucking cousin like. Cousin shows up. Well, hold on. So. <clears throat> So after, you know, we, we put the stamp on him pretty good, dude. We all load up in the fucking car, and we're ripping up out of that hotel, and we're telling the fucking... As we're leaving, you can see the hotel manager walking down because of all the fucking commotion and shit. Right. And we're like, hey, man, call the cops. You know, this guy just tried to fucking rape this girl, blah, 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 blah. And the fucking the hotel manager, dude, fucking just, like, looked at us, dude, and we peeled off, dude. He didn't say a fucking thing, dude. Didn't call the cops, didn't do nothing, Jesus right? Christ. So we're heading back to fucking... To home base, basically. We're heading back to my house in Prattville. That's where I lived at the time. And uh, we're trying to call the other carload that went to go get the weed, which was my cousin and my fucking homie Josh and, fucking, you know, just another carload. They had, like, I think they had two or three dudes and a couple girls with them, too. Like, the load, the carloads were split pretty evenly, you know. It was a party. And uh, anyway, we couldn't get a hold of them. So their plan was to go get their fucking bud or whatever and come back to the hotel and then it just, you know, continue on with the party. Right. Well, they show up at the fucking hotel and walk in. And my cousin walks in and fucking, he says, dude's sitting on the chair, fucking bleeding and shit, holding a fucking bag of ice on his face. And fucking soon as Mike walked in, my cousin's name is Mike too. Anyway, as soon as he walked in, motherfucker stood up, threw his ice and shit down and said, round two. And started fucking scrapping with them, dude. Jesus Christ. That dude's fucking tough, I guess. Dude, they almost killed him. Jesus. Like, they almost killed him. Cause I mean, fucking, he deserved it, Listen, though. when they showed up at my house, dude, and this is like, I don't even like saying, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, dude. Like, when I seen Mike walk through my door after that shit, dude, I cried, bro. Because he had blood from the fucking his forehead to his fucking the bottom of his tennis shoes, bro. Like I mean, looked like he murdered somebody. Dude, 
it looked like they went and killed that guy, dude. Which like, he would have deserved it if they did. He would have, and it fucking freaked me the fuck out, dude. Like, it was so crazy. And, like, that night, you know, that girl, like, stayed the night in my bed and fucking shit, and we slept there, and, like, everybody crashed at my house, and she's like, I hope you don't want, we don't have to do anything tonight, blah, blah, blah. I hope you're fine with that. I'm like, of course. Like, yeah, why the, not gonna... Like, why the fuck? And obviously, nothing ever happened between us after that, which was unfortunate because she was a fucking dime piece. But, like... <laughs> Later down the road, you know, like we still have fucking, you know, school and shit, right? So she ends up going back home from her little fucking runaway situation and shit, and the law gets involved, and fucking, like, at this time I was suspended from school for fucking fighting and shit, and I'm at, I'm at home, just, you know, because like I said, I was on suspension, and two fucking, like, trench coat wearing fucking detectives show up at my house. Asking about what happened that night at the hotel and shit, dude. Jesus dude, I had to make a statement, had to do fucking like the works, all this shit, dude. Anyway, they tried charging this this dude with like I don't know, some kind of like sexual battery or something. Like lewd molestation, maybe? Something along those lines, dude. They went to court for it and all of his charges got dropped. Every fucking one of them, dude. I don't know exactly how it got broke, but, like, the rumor that I heard, which I don't believe, was that he passed a polygraph test and they let him go on all charges. Or, this is just my conspiracy theory, maybe she was with it and she was fucking her cousin-in-law and we caught him in the act and she had to claim rape. What a fucking intense story. And and to this day, dude, sometimes I wonder, dude, because she kind of... Led a crazy life after that. Like, maybe not the craziest of lives, but dude, I ran into her later in life and she was a stripper and shit. You know? I love strippers, dude. Dude, <laughs> listen, I'm trying I don't like going I'm, to strip clubs, but I love strippers. Dude, I'll, I'll fucking try to look her up on social media and show her to you. I mean, she was a fucking dimey dime, bro. Like, super fine, man. But, like, the chaos of that night, dude, like, it, fuck, it fucked with me, dude, because I felt like, like, you gotta understand, dude. When I was 14, 15, 16 years old, dude, I felt unfucking touchable. Like, I felt like I was, you know, like, I, I couldn't dude, be. a bad motherfucker. And, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was, dude. Like, I ran with fucking, like, bad motherfuckers. We did bad shit and we handled up, you know? But when dude told me to leave that room and fucking, like, I weighed my options, dude, and I had no choice but to either leave or maybe get killed dude like it fucked with me for a while dude because i was like man like it fucking i never been put in a situation feel weak it it did make me it made me feel really weak it was like man like i can't protect fucking us right now you know what i mean like i can't do anything and i and i think i don't want to say i thank god but i don't thank god i think you know that fucking the circumstances worked out good to where my people were be were able to show up quick you know what yeah. I mean? And we were able to handle it. If that's what was going on. You know, for all I know, looking back on it now, she could have fucking planned on running away and meeting up with this fucking cousin-in-law or whatever the fuck he was and planned on fucking him and fucking doing their thing and we just run the plans. Yeah. Maybe maybe I possible. was maybe I was just a fucking pawn in the fucking grand scheme, you know? I mean, it's very possible. There's no telling. What a fucking crazy story, dude. Yeah. No, that's one of my... Uh, traumatic moments as a fucking adolescent traumatic dude like i'm fucking like stressing about yeah. just hearing it yeah and i've heard that story before though you know, i think you went into a little i went, more I went into a little bit more detail no. with it and one more like one more <clears throat> one more added stress to it you know is like 
Like I said, I was suspended at home when detectives showed up to talk to me about this shit, right? And there were several people that were there at that party that couldn't be there legally because they were on probation. So the story had to be altered in a way that fucking didn't incriminate my people. Right. Even though my people were 100% in the in, in the, the right. right. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? But like, oh, another thing is this guy, uh, he actually, he didn't know my name, but one of the reasons why they came to interrogate me was uh, he claimed that I had uh, brass knuckles. Because you just whooped his ass. No, not because I whooped his ass. Because like I was the one hitting him in the like in the fucking head and the back of the head and side of the head and shit when when uh when he tried to tackle dude and was holding on to him or whatever. He had to have seventeen staples in the back of his head. Deserved, deserved, hundred percent, dude. dude I'm, I'm telling deserved you, deserved a whole lot more than like, that. That type of chaos, though, dude. Like at such a young age, dude. It. Just like, I think the theme of this episode tonight is hindsight. You know what I mean? The theme of this episode is like looking back and realizing, you know, but... Do you want me to name this episode hindsight? Maybe. I can. But but like I said, looking back on it, it was such a dangerous situation, you know? And it scares, it scares me to think that, you know, maybe my kid will end up in a fucking crazy situation like that at fucking such a young age, you know? I, mean? I don't think Mikhail will ever be in a situation like that, but I think... If he was ever in a situation like that, I think he would handle it just as well as you did. Well, he'll hear my stories and hopefully he'll learn from it, you know. But one thing that I hope does shine through is that he ends up being a good person because, like, one thing that I questioned a lot about myself after that was, like, you know, like, did I do the right thing? Like, like, like did I fucking, you know what I mean? Should I have put myself on the line? To, to maybe prevent something from happening. But at the same time, I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if she was actually raped or anything or if right. maybe we interrupted it or because literally by the, from the time I was kicked out of the room from the, to the time that my, my people showed back up it couldn't have been longer than five minutes five ten minutes so True. so I don't know what could have been done in that amount of time but like it, it always kind of fucked with me dude you know what I mean I know that I can come in less than five minutes <laughs> <laughs> with your cousin not yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. I've okay. never wanted to fuck my cousin, so that's, I can't that's say a the same. lot different. I can't say the same about your cousin. Well, <laughs> she's my aunt. Oh, oh, sorry. Fuck. Shout out to Sarah, okay? Oh, did you, did you have to call her out by name? It was so weird when I saw her at the birthday party. I'm like, hi, and she just looked at me and dude, didn't say nah, anything. I'm like, She loved oh. it, dude. She was, she was basking in that because she knew that, like, we had talked about you and shit. And she, I know. Yeah. She was, like, trying to talk to Jenna and shit, dude. I don't even think she gave me a hug that day. She gave you a hug, though. She did. She's like, I'm a, I'm a hugger. And I'm like, okay. I don't even think she gave me a hug, so she's not a hugger. No, dude. She, she definitely hugged me and Jenna, though. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. I mean, fucking get it where you fit in, bro. I think I could fit in. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I'm glad we can end on a fucking high note right there. Um, right. Follow us on all the fucking socials at the corner, or yeah, at the corner of the casual yes, on Twitter, us. Uh, the casual Finch at Extra Media Mike. Follow yeah. us, show us some love, fucking tag us in some shit hey. that we can talk about on the podcast. We hey. want to get away from all the sports talks keep you guys engaged man engage us and seriously you guys like we do this shit for fun man we're not trying to be famous we're not trying to fucking gain fans but at the same time like we want to entertain like we're, we're trying to 
we're trying to get people involved. Like we want to talk about what you guys want to hear about. You exactly. Know? We're fucking. We're two dads that work all the time, and we try to do our best to fucking get out here and just do something that's fun. If you like what we're doing and you want to engage with us, engage with us. Like, please, we we would love to hear the feedback. We would love to interact. You know. I have no other creative outlet other than than this podcast. Listen, so. guys, this is our journal. This is this is our diary right here. We get out here and fucking we we let out everything. Uh, we let out our week, our emotions, our everything, and we want to talk to you guys. We want to know what y'all want to talk about. Like, tell us about your kids. Tell us about what you're proud you're proud of. You know. Yeah, if we get some, tagged in some stuff, then we're gonna bring it up. If you if you want to get personal with us, we'll fucking call you on Facetime or something right. and let you talk on the podcast. I mean, like, maybe tell us some of your trauma. Tell us your stories. Also, we're, we we want to start a, a Snapchat titties. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can open up a, more about that on the next episode. No. But for right now, just follow us on all the socials. Show us some love. Tag us in some shit. Just always puke outside, kids. Hey, and uh, they call me Michael. It's a date for short, y'all. Peace.